Let's bring in our first guest. Matt Smith is joining us. He's the lead oil analyst at America's at Kepler. And well, Matt, welcome. A busy week for energy markets, lots to cover. Can we begin with OPEC? It's on the calendar, but earlier in the week we were hearing about the meeting being pushed back. I kind of lost track. I think that was the Monday, Tuesday meeting. Now the OPEC Plus meeting happens today and tomorrow. Is that right? I guess, are we expecting to hear something from them this morning? So the meeting's actually starting right now, Ben, for OPEC. And then tomorrow uh, we have the JMMC meeting okay. and the OPEC Plus meeting. So you're right, it has been delayed by a day. They're saying that it's, it's been delayed so they can you know, assess Omicron and uh, with, the, with the new variant here and the impact. But at the same time as well, it's given them a little bit of a breather, uh, a little bit of time here to assess what happened last week in terms of the price drop, but also what we saw in terms of the SPR release coming out through the US and that coordinated effort there. So we should get some answer coming through tomorrow. Markets already anticipating some type of pause there, hence prices are rallying today. So prices are rallying, um, and, and again, you mentioned some of the fundamentals as far as what's been weighing on price. The SPR is definitely, and uh, obviously some of the COVID concerns. I mean, really the uncertainty seems to be uh, the situation at hand, and the fact that, yes, we do, as you pointed to, have to wait a little bit. OPEC, uh, the luxury one or two days, I'm just not sure what that really is going to award them. It sounds like this is more maybe a one or two week kind of waiting game in terms of getting some real answers as far as the numbers and the severity of this new variant. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. But the, the key thing here as well is that OPEC has been the, mar the, the market maker yeah. in terms of being that, uh, you know, this, uh, the, the, the swing supplier of the global market. And so over the last couple of months, what we've seen is prices have been rising, is then putting more into the market. They've been playing catch up in terms of production. They've actually put about a half a million barrels a day more on the market in terms of exports last month than they did in October. Uh, they put about over a million barrels a day since September to, to the end of October. So they're the ones that have been trying to, you know, pull prices a little bit as demand has been increasing. And then suddenly you have this uh, new variant coming through. You have the U.S. kind of going off script with everybody else and trying to push gasoline prices down. And so trying to grab that uh, swing supplier role, where really OPEC has been doing a pretty good job of that. And so if, if the U.S. has really left things alone, maybe OPEC's increase that we've been seeing hitting the market recently uh, would have been the thing that would have brought prices a little bit of relief anyway. Matt, what have inventories been telling us? We just looked at the API. We saw a small draw in the overnight. We're looking for uh, the EIA, a little bit more closely watched number today. They're expecting a draw of about 1.23, but for the most part, inventories haven't seen major swings one way or the other. What have you been watching there on the bigger picture? Yeah, exactly, Ben. The U.S. has been pretty much in balance over the last yeah. couple of months. So while we would have seen a few draws coming through, you've had those SPR releases keeping it basically in balance. So that's where we've been. That said, going into December now, what we've got, we've got high refinery runs. You know, we've had these refiners come out of maintenance. We're seeing that ticking higher. We're seeing strong exports as well, which is interesting because we've seen them boosted last month because of the pull to Asia. We're seeing more Asian demand. Uh, and then at the same time as well, you know, uh, you've got uh, ad valorem tax considerations, which essentially is when uh, storage operators on the U.S. Gulf draw down their inventories so that they don't get taxed on them. So what I think, even though we've been balanced over the last few months, what we could see in December, we'll likely see is, is inventories being drawn down a bit. So that could be a bit supportive coming through here. 
So we have Biden kind of putting the lid on U.S. production here, or at least kind of dampening uh, some of the, uh, uh, well, intentions. Uh, ultimately, you've got him sort of pushing for OPEC to release uh, more production on that side, the strategic petroleum reserves. We've got uh, the COVID concerns here as well. What does this mean for uh, prices at the pump? Because this is where it sort of translates back to that inflation discussion and what many of our viewers focus on. I mean, ultimately, I've been hearing about how the SPRs released from uh, Japan and other areas uh, ultimately aren't necessarily going to relieve prices at the pump, much more than maybe 10 cents a gallon. I heard we're still holding around seven-year highs, though. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And so you've got, you're just starting to see that price working its way through from, from the crude price drop, you know, sort of early November, working its way into gasoline prices. There is that lagged basis there. And so, yes, we're still at seven-year highs on the retail uh, national average, around $3.40 a gallon, but it's starting to come down. Okay. And that is only going to be exacerbated by the big price drop we saw on Friday, the, the easing in prices we've seen in recent weeks. So what we should see is the price probably drop below $3 on the national average. It's already below that in Texas. In, in Chicago, Illinois, you know, is about $3.50, 55 something like that uh, uh, for the state average. And so it's very much undulating. Uh, in California, they're still paying $4.70 a gallon there. So the point being that we should see it across all these different states dropping by 25, 40 cents, something like that. So you will see the relief coming through at the pump. It just works on a lagged basis. You know, aside from prices at the pump, when we're talking energies, everybody uh, ultimately is thinking about heating their homes throughout the winter. Uh, in the coming months, you've got natural gas, you've got heating oil. What are you seeing there in terms of the demand, the supply, and ultimately uh, the reflection of in terms of price, Matt? Yeah, sure. Well, with the natural gas side of things, you know, you're seeing prices coming off again today. If you look at that NOAA 8 to 14 day outlook there, you could warm your hands on it. It's sort of red above <laughs> normal across the entire U.S. And so, you know, uh, uh, storage for natural gas is just 1.6% below the five-year average there. So we're well supplied. We've got a warm start to December. So natural gas is looking good in terms of the price moving lower there. Heating oil, you know, again, that's being influenced by the weather as well. We've seen it move lower in recent weeks in the same way we've seen uh, gasoline following crude as well. And so on the crack spread basis, it's back more in line with previous years. It was outperforming prior to that. Uh, but you look at all of these inventory charts, Ben, you look at crude, distillates, gasoline, propane, their inventories are all at the bottom end of the five-year range here. And so even though we're seeing this huge sell-off across commodities really we're near, not really all that well supplied, particularly if we do see a real cold stretch coming through. We're looking at heating oil here. To your point, uh, it has been in, uh, well, much like crude, it's been selling off. You can also see natural gas, again, coming off the 646 level recently, beginning of October. It's back down below this 450 level, uh, still holding up above lows that we saw earlier this fall, late summer, around 370. Matt, Talk to us lastly about uh, what should our viewers be watching for in the coming weeks as we head into the month of December and to the end of the year. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of talk about this uh, new variant and as the dust settles from that. But uh, OPEC, as we mentioned here, and as the dust settles from some of the release of these reserves, I mean, uh, where does the focus lie here in the next few weeks? Yeah, sure. Aside from the COVID issue, which is very much unknown, I think it relates to, to, to OPEC, what we see in terms of whether they pause, they're really being covered 
they're being covered here to, to put that pause in place. You know, they can blame the new COVID variant, but really they're probably a bit miffed with what's happened with the US and the others with the SPR release there. So, so perhaps watch OPEC to pause probably earlier than perhaps they would have done previously. Uh, again, with the US side of things, we should see uh, oil inventories moving a bit lower here into through December. Uh, China as well, that's one thing we haven't talked about. Chinese demand, you mentioned the PMI there, manufacturing dropping below 50 there. There are other concerns on the economic side of things, but with oil prices now dropping 20%, surely they're going to get back into the market and start buying. We've seen them drawing down their inventories all year when typically we see them such a huge buyer of crude, but they just haven't wanted to because of rising prices. Now they've perhaps got that opportunity to come in. So that could be constructive as could US inventories, as could OPEC. So we, we could see a move higher from here. That's not to say we couldn't go back a little bit lower and test the, uh, the lows we saw back in August. Europe as well, I'd imagine a focal point to consider amidst these COVID concerns. Matt, always appreciate you joining us here. Great breakdown. Thanks for giving us part of, their, of your Wednesday morning. Matt Smith, the lead oil analyst, America's at Kepler.